0: Welcome to the Woke Blokes Podcast, hosted by Nick Sutherland from MindFit and Ryan Hassan from the Center for Healing. Let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Woke Blokes Podcast. Ryan Hassan from the Center for Healing here, joined as always by Nick Sutherland, the Sultan of Still, from MindFit. Nico, how are you and how fit is your mind feeling today?
1: My mind's feeling optimal. It's feeling- optimal? optimal ones so uh in in that space between the, in that wonderful healthy space between tension and flaccidity it's 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 just in the sweet spot there it's not too tight it's not too loose
0: just a um, semi mind just floating in the middle
1: half half a
0: Half a year to half a um, Yeah, brilliant. Uh, yeah. That's a good place to be. The balance, you know, one thing, we've brought this up on the show many times, but one thing that, you know, a lot of clients that I see, especially ones with addiction, is is that balance piece and the the pinging between extremes that all of us do to some degree and that space in the middle that you're describing there, that optimal, you know, half a mind sweet space. Spots. It's, a it's a sweet, sweet spot. spot. It's very foreign. It was very foreign to me for many, many years and it's foreign to a lot of people and it's kind of like, you know the extremes are exciting. You know they give us the cortisol and the adrenaline and all of that kind of thing. Of but, um, in there. Oh yeah, but the the middle is is the place to be. That lovely little middle of the yeah. seesaw.
1: Well, I know the sweet spot on the golf clubs foreign to you, but um, it's uh, that's why we use. <laughs> Excuse I was me. Are we going to mention the beard
0: yet? Are we? Let's let's are, let's mention the beard. For those that aren't uh, joining us on YouTube, I've grown a beard, um, and as soon as we jumped on Zoom, because me and Nick haven't seen each other for a, a couple of weeks, he of was uh, he, he had to drink in this experience that is my beard, and I'm very, I'm so very drinking
1: it in. I'm just I'm so, very, I'm very happy with it. it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. take your time. There's a lot there. Um, so there's a lot
1: going don't on. Don't get drunk. <laughs> Are you are you going to the – are you at the barbers in the barber chair, getting the hot towel and yeah, the – So, the proper-
0: I didn't have the hot towel, but I did have that experience last week. We um, just went up to Brisbane um, for, for a few days. We had a lovely networking oh, event you, up you pop there. Did
1: to say good day and see me? That's, oh, how no, how, that's how
0: close there. are you to Brisbane, really? Six hours. Okay. I'll just pop in. Just ducking <laughs> out, dear. Just going to see Nick back in the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so the whole reason the beard grew is because Tommy Brave, my young son, who's, it was birthday about a week and a half ago, shout out to Tommy Brave, uh, the now. big five. And we, I give him a bath every night. And then my, the way I do is I have like a little beard trimmer thing that's like at the shortest setting. And then maybe twice a week, I just, I'm never cleanly shaven, but I, I, I like a bit of stubble. And so a couple of times a week while he's having a bath, I'll just do that. And then he just suggested, you know, he goes, Dad, can you grow a beard? And I'm like, Okay. And so it started and then I get the positive reinforcement because Melissa loves loves Hassa with a beard. You know, there's some lumberjack now, now,
1: now we're going into a bit of nighttime talkback radio here. <laughs>
0: Dr. Doctor, doctor Feelgood.
1: This this, this is a bit of after dark sort of stuff going
0: on. After dark woke blokes. Um, and so, yeah, I, I thought I'd go with it because it always goes through – because I go through that phase where I like the idea of it, but then there's that kind of little itchy week or two there when it gets to a certain length that I'm not into. But I powered through that. And then, yeah, last week I thought I'd get a haircut before we go up to Brisbane. And I told the barber, I'm like, well, I've got a beard going on now, so can you uh, – sorted out and so yeah he did some lines for me he, he faded it oh. so that that bit's kind of shorter and I'm just digging it and I'm just I, w- I was waiting I thought I could see in the mirror the other night a couple of grays on the chin which I'm waiting yeah. for I'm looking forward to yeah. to going for I've a something I've got
1: them they actually grow quicker than the black ones so yeah they seem
0: to, see to be man. the longer ones of the yeah. of the beard isn't that interesting
1: it's interesting
0: i have yeah. this one oh, i have this one eyebrow hair that I have to oh, trim yes. like maybe once a week. It's on the end of this eyebrow and it grows yep. like in a week, it grows to like that long. It's just unbelievable. It's just such a go-getter.
1: <laughs> it's, um, you, you, you've also got earlobe hair. And the, the, you every time I see you, you've got these little sprouts on your on the not the ear lobes, but you only have the middle bits in your ears.
0: Right, okay. Yeah, because no, sometimes when when the That's when funny. the light when the light I thought you were say cut them, comb them. Um, you know, there's a pretty bit of product on there. And so sometimes if the light catches it right, I can see all the little hairs on the outside of my ear, and so I'll try yeah. and trim them yeah. off. But I'll have to uh, yeah, let my barber know, can you get stuck into my ear? Because, you know, I know you don't hairy ears. You know, that's not a –
1: We're not hobbits.
0: No, it's not desirable, I don't think. Um, yeah. So I've got no. the beard. I'm really enjoying it. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, it's working for I, you.
0: I tell you, I, I was I was at the the cove, the local pub here. I go there with Tommy sometimes. We had a big table. We do Lego and have dinner. And um, he was talking about my beard. He goes, Dad, I want you to grow it down to your, you know, down to your belly button. And I'm like, eh, probably not going to do that. I'm like, I've grown a long beard before, and so then I went into the archives trying to find like in my mid twenties, late twenties or so. I grew a beard like you know decent yeah. thatch for many many months. And I was going back trying to find the photos of it. But in the process, you know, there was a photo. He's like, Dad, what's that? And there was me at the gym. And that was when I was like right into my, my gym phase in my late 20s. Tommy, it's like just turned five. I was like, oh, Dad, you were jacked back in the day. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, thanks. And I found the beard picture and then and then put the photo away. And he's sitting there doing the Lego. And he's like, he stops doing Lego and goes, Dad, I just can't believe I jacked you her back in the day. What happened? <laughs> oh, like I'm still going okay. I might be as big, but I'm still going okay.
1: Father time caught up with me, son. Father time. Yeah. <laughs> with all very, very funny, well, but, yeah. Well, the, the beard's here to stay hopefully.
0: So, so definitely for the for the midterm. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Um, yeah. And yeah, we had a wonderful uh, trip up to Brisbane. One of our students up there. They did one in Melbourne. But they organised a networking event. So, just our practitioners and students up in Brisbane. And um, yep. it was bloody awesome. Like, I don't know. Like, it was you. Awesome you, about it. You don't realise some of the things you miss till they're gone. And you know, we obviously yeah, went. Well, you're we, quite
1: disconnected. You're all online now. So yeah, was there it, was the like, connecting with people in person. Hundred
0: percent. A hundred percent. It was just getting around people. Also, it was really heartwarming just to see all of these people getting on like a house on fire themselves. You know, yeah. and, and and I had multiple Why people. Why is that a good
1: thing? Why is that a? Because the house on fire is not great. Were they all um, getting
0: interesting, on interesting. like a ha- getting on like a house on fire? A house on fire getting on like uh, yeah. That's we might need to look that one up. Let yeah, us know, people, to, if yeah. you know the. Uh, oh, it
1: was great because they're all burning to the ground. It was yeah.
0: Fun to stand yeah no one stuff. wants their house on fire unless it's okay. an insurance job or something. And so. Um, watching them all connect and everything. And a few people at the end came up and they're like, oh, we're just, thanks for what you've created. You know, you've created that there's like no competition here. And we love just how you share everything so openly and honestly. And it was one of those things, you know, we've spoken about when people are like, oh, you guys are pretty open and honest about stuff. And we're like, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know any other yeah. way, <laughs>
1: yeah. you know? Yeah. And
0: so it makes me, I'm like, why would there be competition here? That's really, that's an odd thing to think, but I guess yeah. in other circles there is. So um, I think, yeah, you're right. We moved online, then COVID happened. Everyone got very used to Zoom uh, stuff and all that kind of thing. And I've done a few speaking gigs over the last you know few years and but it's all you know on zoom and that kind of thing and i have fun doing it yeah. but being there in front of a room of people being able to look at them all in the eyes feed off their energy it's just a different experience
1: yeah the energy is completely different um yeah so I, i'm experiencing the same thing being up here 40 acres this man the doggos. well M goes to work in town every day um I'm really, you know, so when I went back to Vic for a week and thought I was clients in person, just being able to give them a hug or just being there, you know, within close proximity to them, just to, uh, you know, that vibe. It's, it's just, a uh, it's, it's different. You know, online and in person both have pros and cons, I suppose. But, yeah. So, yeah, we're, um, we're moving back in April next year. April? Um, oh, we've got a date. April. We've got a date, yes. So... We're, um, I'm going to mark
0: it in the calendar and I'm going to start some sort of calendar. some sort of countdown. I'm going to have the calendar on the wall and do a big red X as each day passes.
1: Is it going to be the final countdown? you got to sing it's it the every final day. countdown. <laughs> 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 yeah, Will, I'll you're set that as my alarm. You're going to have a shot of whiskey every morning. Um, I do that already. Sort of the, the advent calendar. Um, yeah, so we'll be back. We... Um, yeah, we're just pondering what to do with this place now because it's taken so much more of everything than we possibly imagined or mm. considered or could foresee. So it's uh, energy. It's uh, I can't do it on my own. I need I need another set of arms and legs. Um, I can't run a business, be in a business, do all the other things, and and look after forty acres. So. Yeah, it's it's too much for me. Um, financially, we've sort of got it to a point where we can live here, but it's the, the running of retreats is what it was for. So we're looking at do we get investors in um, just to get it to that stage and you know, co-host retreats with people or something. So yeah, it's just. It's 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 really nice, as I said before, the balance point. It's just the, there's no right or wrong, there's no good or bad. It's just being sort of here, present in the moment with it, not forcing it, just observing, just feeling your way through it. Um, no fight, flight, no tension. Um, and and it's yeah. So it's all it's all okay. It's all yeah.
0: You know, yeah, it's, it's it, it can get really interesting when we've put so much time, energy and money into a certain thing and we, I guess, have this some form of attachment. It can be healthy and unhealthy attachment, but we have some sort of attachment to it. And I think it's really good that you're in that calm space because a lot of people get uh, a bit funny about that. I remember it's making me think, I have thought of this for years, but there's this, I used to read uh, this study, it was called the IKEA effect. And, um, yeah, you'll get where I'm going in a minute. And, yeah. um, oh, all I'm, all digging the... sweet, I'm
1: digging out Swedish meatballs. Swedish.
0: Oh, God. I would love some Swedish meatballs right now. Mm, um, I just, 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 just the sauce in my beard. Mm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, I'm at the sick. point now where I'm going to have to go look at beard oils today. Is yeah. that, can you give me any advice on beard oils?
1: It's coconut oil.
0: Coconut oil.
1: Uh Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah so, I remember uh, one day years ago, I'm going to go off on many tangents today. I can just feel it. I remember many years ago, no, and um, <laughs> I read this thing it's good to coconut oil like once a month or something, you just all your hair and your and your face and everything and just let the moisture seep in because I've got uh, quite dry skin by nature. And I remember I did that many, many years ago, and then my mate came around, like randomly popped in. He was just driving past, and he <laughs> <laughs> opens the door, and the first thing he said, he goes, looks like you've just been born. (laughs) (laughs) This goo all over my head and my face. Um, And so the IKEA effect uh, is a study that was done where obviously IKEA, you know, you buy your stuff, comes in a flat pack, you have to assemble it yourself. And so people were taken and I can't remember the nuts and bolts, pun intended, of the study, but uh, they would take people randomly and have them uh, value different items of furniture basically. And at the end of the day, mm. it makes sense. But people who actually had built the thing themselves valued that piece of furniture far more than they would if they didn't build it. Uh, and I remember doing a video years ago on this cause it's uh, I was relating it back to like uh, relationships and that kind of thing. And, you know, people feel like I've put a certain, so much time and energy into this other person that I'll stay in it even though I probably shouldn't just because i put so much time and energy into it. I think it's called the sunk cost fallacy as well is something um, that we go into. But it sounds like you're definitely in a – whenever someone is experiencing that effect, there's normally some sort of anxiety. There's some sort of fear. They're feeling very, very unbalanced and unstable. Um, but it sounds like even though you've put fucking a lot of work and everything into that property, you're in kind of a space of let's let's see what happens next with it.
1: If it's meant to be, it'll be. it comes, let it come. If it goes, let it go. There's – so we blessed. spoke before about, attachy attachments, like healthy and unhealthy attachments. Um, and what are you just talking about then? Um Apes of shit. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with you today. Um, and, and I was talking to clients about, um, yeah, you know, there's the biological clock that ticks, ticks in women. You know, um, getting close to a certain age, children, etc. And she was really sort of struggling with that, and I'm like, "Well, that's a that's a primal instinct. That's a that's a that's a an attachment you can't really touch. You know, we talk about surrendering and letting go. That's 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 not an ego attachment. So all you can do with that sort of attachment is trust that you will or you won't have children. And that was a, a really interesting conversation to have with a woman. She's like, "Oh." And, and offering that to her. I'm like you can't let go of the attachment. It's a primal, innate, you know, biological thing that's occurring. Um, uh, so we're not trying to let go of those attachments; they're the ones we have to manage. But the ones that we do need to deal with are other ego-driven attachments. And so you've got this primal, yep, going you know, to. I've got this desire to to procreate and to keep the species going and everything. But if the ego gets involved and goes yeah I have to have one I, I, it means the world to me if I don't have one then I'm then I'm less than a woman all of that stuff all that neurosis is, is, is the stuff you need to work on so yeah that'll make um, me
0: that'll make me complete of you know I'll, I'll be able to have on like uh, a b and c do and you yeah. know all that
1: yeah that's uh, uh, yeah. it'll create this identity and and that's where it becomes. Problematic for people. So yeah, we got we got the um, the, pop, the property ticking on. We were back in April, and yeah, we went back in Vic, and it was really interesting. I, I, I jotted it down. I could see this because up here it's it's very rural. You go into town, there's like a choice of three places to eat. Um, so it's pretty pretty minimalistic compared to Melbourne culture. And, and the peninsula and the wineries and everything. So I noticed there was a sense of deficiency. I was just I ate, I ate a lot of food down there. I was like, I just like, I want Chinese, I want this, I want that. And I just bar me roll. I need a bar me. I was just going to town, and I just I just observed myself as i was doing it even in the airport just before we flew back i'm like what's in the airport food court that i can't get my hands on up there and that's <laughs> a real sense of deficiency i reckon i put on five kilos down there it was <laughs> it was just uh trying oh to God, make
0: what make up for the restriction
1: yeah or it just it just i can't get it there i have to have it now and yeah. you know, it's just it was really it was really funny. Um, but yeah, we, we went down for. So we sent M's son off to Canada um, for, for the next chapter of his life. And it, he just broke his collarbone two weeks into it. Oh, no. The day before he, day before he was meant to go on the mountain snowboarding in Whistler. So um, yeah, we've got that to, to assist him with. Um, and then it was M's mum's birthday. And then it was M's grandma's funeral. Um, and it was just it was interesting to observe people in suffering and in grief and and grief has a really funny effect on people that sort of brings out a different version of them sometimes, not everyone, but um, yeah, we tend to lose our minds a little bit in grief. I remember I got um, the day or two days after I found out my dad passed away. I think it was the day after I asked my my girlfriend at the time to marry me and that was my my ex-wife and i read you know a couple of years later that um, that's a, a thing because you've lost someone you part of you goes trying to form another bond and uh, i was like ah oh, oh, that cost me a fair bit didn't it <laughs> 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 oh no, we learn. uh, learning experience? Uh, yeah, we, yeah. So I had my own experience with that, but but yeah. Um, so we're up, we're up there, and it just got me thinking about death. And there's been a lot of clients um, lately that are, have struggled with this this fear of death, and, and we've had lots of amazing conversations about it. Um, you know, I keep referring back to the the Stoics, Memento Mori. You know, they'd meditate on their death every day. Um, because they, they understood that until you were free from your fear of death, you weren't free to live your life. Um, so yeah, it's just I know it's it's, it's just uh, it's just a lot going on. And, and so
0: and what what did you notice particularly? Were you just reflecting on your own experience at the funeral, or you were kind of no watching? no just
1: just um, no just a, a couple of people I, I could tell were affected. Um, and it wasn't just in that emotional, sad sort of way. It was it altered them and and and, and um, they got quite destructive and, and obviously they're in suffering. They're projecting their suffering. So, yeah, it was, yeah. You know, every, everything is revealing. When life happens, it reveals things. And, and it just revealed a few impurities and, and, and certain natures in people.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. I get, I get very emotional at funerals and it's not so much at the person passing like this. For example, the last one I went to was my uncle's one and, um, you know, they were particularly close. I wouldn't have spoken to him in years, that kind of thing. And, but, you know, I go there and for me, I see people being like a lot of people being more real Kind of thing. it's like, it, and it's kind of sad at the same more time because like, a yeah, honest. a bit more honest with their feelings and emotions and maybe mm. obviously saying things they wouldn't say like around what them or other people mean to them. And it kind of, I, I come from, you know, my dad's side of the family, very, apart from giving each other shit and banter, there's, there's not really anything under the hood spoken about and that kind of thing. And so yeah. to see my, my cousins really open up you know, and speak in a very real and authentic way is, you know, that's what gets me. So I'll be sitting up the back, just crying at a funeral, just from seeing that. Because I'm, I'm same as you. I'm just kind of watching everyone and interested in in their experience and my own.
1: Yeah, it's revealing, as I said, and it starts yeah. to they will reveal things about themselves. Not only are the circumstances going to reveal unconscious things, but they they will start to to be more vulnerable and real and authentic in those moments. And I think that's, there's a, a real beauty, uh, in there as well. So, um, yeah, it's amazing how many people are afraid of dying it's, and, and, and when you, when we sort of break it down and work into it, you figure out they're not actually afraid of death. They're afraid of the unknown, mm. um, or they're, they're afraid of of not seeing the people that they love and doing the things they want so it's 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 and and, you know that's one client said well what were you before you were born and they're like what do you mean and and i'm like well what once upon a time you weren't here so so in that way you've already been dead because then you were born so you're dead before birth and then you're going to die again so
0: so you're not constantly worried and anxious (laughs) about what happened before you were born but at the yeah. other end, at the other end of the spectrum, we are.
1: Yeah. So you already know it. You just don't know that you know it. So there's nothing really to be afraid of. And when you're dead, you're not going to know it anyway. So you're not going to care.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, I say it. it's like, what are we worried about? It's like I'm either, either the lights go out, nothing happens. I'm there's no awareness. There's nothing there to experience it. Or something else happens, you know, it might be a ball of light, I reincarnate, or whatever it is. I'm like, that's interesting. So something interesting and different happens, or nothing, you know. But I had this, I had I mean, this discussion. I think it was grand final day at a mate's house, and like we'd had quite a few beers and whatnot. But at the end of the day, comes this discussion. Someone brought up about living forever, and I'm like, oh, there is no fucking way course. in the world, yeah, I'll live forever. And they're like, oh, right. oh, has. I'm so surprised about that. You mean you wouldn't want to, you know, wake up next to Melissa and see Tommy every day forever? Like, no, no. not <laughs> at all. Do you think, you know, 650 years from now you're going to wake up with the exact same like, oh, yeah, hello, dear, hello. You know, no, mm-hmm. not at all. Mm-hmm. Like uh, so we're having this really interesting discussion. They couldn't quite wrap their head around that, but I'm like I kind of I'm happy to live and, and have experiences, but I'm, you know, more well, than I've happy to been. let it all go away.
1: That's what you sign up for. We, we all have to live within the law of nature. that Everything's impermanent. Per- everything's temporary. So, yeah. um what's also I, I feel like I'm just I'm I'm watching. I, I feel like a, a voyeur at the moment. I'm just yeah outside people's
0: windows again watching to make
1: dinner. <laughs> I've got to stop that, don't I? <laughs> I've I've noticed that.
0: At least put your pants on.
1: They are They're just on my head (laughs) (laughs) Um, (sighs) What else are you watching Are you still still going
0: on death or not Are we changing gears
1: Oh, it's all wrapped up in the same thing. It's just it's just human nature. I'm observing human okay. nature, and it's, it's, people understandably go into contraction when they think of death. But but yeah, you, know, you need to do the work around that. But so many people are riding the roller coaster of the weather as well. We didn't have rain for about five months up here, and and it's just on Facebook and you know it's just going into town and, and chatting with people. And, uh, it's dry. Oh geez, it's dry at the moment. Ah, oh, we're in El Nino or El Nino or El Dorado or El Paso or something, whatever it's called, the weather thing. And they're all so invested. None of them are farmers, by the way. They're just, <laughs> just people look and, and they just oh uh this and that. And I'm like, okay, yep, yep, she's dry, we get it. And then uh, and we're in a drought. We're in a drought. We're not going to get rain for at least three years. Okay, radio. And then a month ago, before we went to Vic, it was the, I sent you a photo of the fairways and the golf course. And they were they were scorched. They were brown. Yeah. We came we came back ten days later. I liked the whole golf course had been turfed It was it was fluorescent green. It <laughs> was amazing. It bounced back so quickly. And then everyone's like, just Oh, how many meals did you get there? Where in this estate? How many meals did you get there? Da, 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 da. And it's just this. Happy, rel- it was relentless house. It was yeah. relentless. Just roller coaster riding, and I can't be around it. I can't, it's just, it's just uh, uh, It's too unsettling for me. Just these, the amount of neuroses that they're in, it's just. Phew.
0: And then the 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 communication of the internet it just puts it in overdrive. It just puts it on on steroids, and it goes crazy. And because um, you might you know, go and talk to people, and a few people in a row are just talking about the weather, and you're like, "Oh, see if I'm sick of fucking talking about the weather." And you might tell them, <laughs> you know that. But then when you once again you go online, and then all of a sudden you just see at times a thousand. It's crazy. I. I by this ex- experience, but it's common
1: inf- ground. It's co- it's common ground for people. So, it's it's everyone, as you said before, with your cousins you know, and your uncle, you don't really go below the surface. Everyone's looking for common ground to connect. And then the weather is the one thing that everyone has in common. And the local and sports so, team. Uh, yeah. Bit, wouldn't it be funny if you're like, ah, oh, how are you breathing today? We've all got breathing in common. How, how's yeah. gravity today? Geez, you feeling that gravity today? How's, you, how's your
0: breath? You shortening the chest, or are you down in that diaphragm? i <laughs> oh, the chest, mate. It's fucking bullshit. It's
1: been there for months. Oh, yeah. That's going to be the death of me. It's never going to change. Gonna <laughs> have a heart attack. <laughs> With the weather, it was it was like I haven't had to pull the marrow for five months, so it's been great. And now everything's just, I mean, just. Constant rain for about a week, and now the sun's come out the last two days, and bang, I'm like, fuck, did right, here we go. It's mower season, and uh, but there's there's pros and cons. People, you know, There was a client the other day who said, "Oh, it's shit weather down here." I'm like, oh, okay. So so, explain to me why it's shit. Ah, oh, it's windy and it's cold and it's wet. And I'm like, oh, okay, and and you hear this and people are like, oh, it's, it's it's terrible. It's this. It's this. There's a it's attachment, aversion, and desire. I want it to be sunny. I don't want it to be raining. And so when we don't get what we do want, we suffer. And when we do get what we don't want, we suffer. So it's raining, raining, raining. And then they haven't wanted it to rain. And then it rains and rains and rains. And then they're like, I want it to be sunny. Then it's sunny, sunny, sunny. And it gets hot, hot, hot. Now I want it to rain. And they're just unhappy with whatever's going on.
0: Yeah, and it's the it's the ultimate uncontrollable. Like most things are uncontrollable, but the most obvious one, um,
1: uncontrollable,
0: is the weather. I yeah, I, no- I noticed myself getting a little bit too comfortable with things, and so uh, the last couple of months, when I take the dog to the dog park every morning very early, I decide even if it's cold, windy, rainy, number one, I'm going to go, and number two, I'm just wearing my shirt, no beanie or jumper or anything like that, and just fucking go. You know, and you go there and it's perfectly fine, right? And then, but the interesting thing is it always balances out because if I go there and it's like a bit rainy and it's really fucking cold and whatnot, then I come back into the warm house and I'm like, oh, how good does this feel? You know, so then I get the benefit of that. And so as opposed to just being all comfortable the whole way, I experience a bit of discomfort. Then I experience more um, comfort to a deeper level than before. So if you realize it all balances out at the end of the day, we would stop giving a fuck really.
1: That's a no, they wouldn't. It's they, <laughs> they humans. <laughs> humans, they wouldn't. And, and this is the, the human nature of things. We're everyone's seeking their comfort zone and, and warmth and security, and it's so unhealthy, it's detrimental to our growth and our happiness and our everything. We just become dependent on things being a certain way before we can. Yeah, and people start chasing pleasure instead of actual happiness. Uh, That's the human nature. It's a very interesting thing.
0: Yeah, well, it's, um, yeah, then you start going down the hedonistic, uh, path where you're just trying to push the pleasure button more and more to the point that it just doesn't work anymore. Um, which is why I mean, people- there you
1: go when we tell people to come back to Vic, they're like, why? Oh, you, you live in paradise. You live in Utopia. It's 28 degrees every day. And you know the, the beach and, and the, the barrier reef and fishing and four-wheel driving. So like, that's that's not reality. Even if I don't go fishing and four-wheel driving and surfing every day. And yeah, and there, did, I'm
0: imagining it's like a montage of Nick and the sun shining, he's in his four-wheel drive going to fish every day, and there's music on in the background. It's like, oh man, yeah. it must be great.
1: Yeah, that's Instagram, and uh, and but the reality is, it's beige. It's the same same temperature every day for five months, and and I'm like, I'd like to. You know, when we went back to Vic, I'm like, I hope it's cold. I I just, I, just, I want to put a beanie on. I want to put a jacket on. I wanna I want to feel something different because this consistency is is wearing. Quite that was good,
0: when, when you when you came back I mean, the first day you came down and we had like our hottest day in months <laughs> <laughs> and you were ready with your bloody hoodies and everything you're like what is this I'm like hey everyone's rejoicing but it wasn't too long until it, it turned again for you <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah it's just it's just a uh, uh you know observation of, of it's immediate
0: our, resistance uh, it's, it's such an easy place for people to recognize it be aware of it and start to work with it whereas you wake up in the morning and go okay this is what it's is."
1: it's outsourcing it's outs- yeah and so we're we talking about the reality of what would could or should ideally be happening versus the reality of what is happening uh, and it's outsourcing you know we, we become codependent on things being a certain way in order to, to feel a certain way and that's where we're at the behest of everything then and if we're doing it with the weather you can bet your last dollar we'll be doing it with people around us or um whatever you know whatever's going on we're gonna be we're gonna be needy i need this to happen you may not be saying it that clearly but the energy will be there
0: lovely use of the word behest by the way let that be known very good um, and like you said, yeah, th- th- that's the underlying energy. Then, and so, well, the weather's going to be good. That's okay. Well, my partner's going to act a certain way, and that's going to make me okay. Well, I'm not going to have any stresses or anything at work or in life in general, and that'll make me okay. And so, we just, we're, we're, uh, to pardon my French, we're fucked. Then, we're just because everything is going to cause. There's always going to be things that are causing stress and problems in life. That's part of being a human being. And if I have the underlying motivation that, well, once I have no problems, I'll be okay. It's you'll never arrive, ever.
1: Imagine, arrive. Wake, imagine waking up and seeing it raining and going, ah, oh, geez, the weather's shit today. You've started. Uh, um, 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 it's a miracle you've even woken up. It's a miracle you're even in existence. Uh, and you are safe. You have a house, food, water, shelter, warmth, people around you, loving connections, and you wake up and go, ah, oh, what a fuck day. Geez, the weather's <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean... Uh, this is this is what I struggle with. Uh, uh, it's so deeply irrational. It just doesn't make sense.
0: It's very deeply irrational. We had a day uh, the other night um, and it was so windy here and it was great because we bought this outdoor setting and it was so windy that the wind was actually blowing the chairs all across the back decking into the fence. And so me and Tommy were just watching it. We're like,
1: well, look at
0: this. And then I'm like, should I go set them back up and see if they blow again? He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're sitting there watching them blow. So it's like you can be in awe of something and have fun with it, or you can sit there and go, oh, this is bullshit. I can't go out. And I do it from time to time, you know. I do it like I might look at the weather and go, oh, I really want to play golf, <laughs> Savo," but it's not looking like golf weather. So I, I, I fall into it. It's like a... It's one of the things we talk about a lot. It's like you've got to be aware of your thoughts and your patterns and your emotions so you can bring yourself back sooner rather than later. And so it seems to be a very automatic response for a lot of people because that's what we saw growing up. You know, I saw mom and dad just complaining and going, oh, about little things, the little inconveniences all the time. So we sort of pattern that. So it's up to us to become aware of it and go, oh, I'm just doing that again. Stop wrestling with reality.
1: I talk to clients about being an active participant in their own human experience, you know, turning up and, and, you know, stop wrestling with reality, stop trying to manipulate things in in accordance to your preference and bias and prejudice and desires and everything. Um, And I don't don't want to come across as mightier than thou. I'm not, you know, but I've been there and done it in the past for so long and so deeply that being free of it, you know, I'm still... I'm not immune to it, to that human nature. I still have my attachments and still get triggered and still complain and judge and criticize a bit, but, but worlds away from where I used to. So I, I, I know, I know the impact it can have. So I, you know, and I care about people deeply and I care, uh, uh, you know, watching people in suffering is, is, Heartbreaking, and it's so unnecessary. It's just well,
0: if you saw somebody, if you walked up to someone, they were sitting there headbutting a brick wall, you'd be like, "Hey, you know, you know that you can stop headbutting the brick wall. You know, you know you can stop doing that." It's the exact same thing when we're complaining about the weather or some sort of uh, attachment.
1: But you know, we can only do that if we are if we liberate ourselves, if we free ourselves, and, and from those attachments and those desires. And that's the the whole thing of this is you know people talk about the meaning of life and what is it and i was chatting with a client the other day and i said well for me it's just about a understanding that i'm an impure entity uh and every day is an opportunity to to identify those impurities and to and to let them go and those impurities are those attachments so every time i get triggered or altered or distorted or go into suffering or whatever that's the moment where i go ah wow, okay, I didn't even know I had that attachment, but it's here and so I'm going to let it go and surrender that pretty quick. And yeah, we talk about a lot doing the work and and there's maybe that's another episode, I've got a big list on the whiteboard about things we can do in terms under the umbrella of doing the work. And um, one of them (laughs) is allow things to exist. It seems so funny to say that, give this permission to exist, allow it to be raining, allow it to be sunny, allow it to be windy, allow it to be whatever it is. Instead of thinking it should or shouldn't be happening, allow it to exist and see what happens. And clients are reporting back that, oh, life was a little bit easier Mm. and a bit more pleasant.
0: And, and and the weather, once again, is such a good place to start because, you know, ideally we need to be in acceptance that, you know, there's war, you know, and there's, and there's people that that perform horrible acts, you know, and we don't, don't condone that and, and yeah, that, that's where there's a difference. We don't have to condone it and support it and go, yeah, this is great, but we have to we be willing to accept it. that it exists. Hmm.
1: And and, and if, if everything's on the spectrum, if you only desire the pleasant end of the spectrum and only allowing... The pleasant end of the spectrum to exist, it's going to put you in a real unhealthy situation. So, it's going to transcend the ego and, and what it desires and what it, what it would prefer, and and open those parameters of acceptance up to to encase the whole spectrum. And it's inconvenient. It's challenging. It's sad. It's horrific. It's it's you know, it's, it's all of those things, but. Underneath that or behind that, it needs to be allowed to exist because it's all there. Imagine if it didn't exist. Imagine if there was only that end of the spectrum and there's only sunshine and rainbow farts. That would just be, yeah, you'd be bored as batshit.
0: Yeah, well, it's, I don't think it's even a reality that can be imagined because it's so outside of the realm of this reality that we live in. You know, it's like uh, the analogy I like is the the magnet. It's like there's a magnet which has a positive and a negative end. And then people sit there and go, well, I like the positive end of the magnet, but I don't really like the negative one. And so they go and they cut it in half, hoping to just get a positive half. But as soon as you cut it in half, you have two magnets with a positive and a negative pole. And you can keep cutting that thing as many times as you want. You're never going to get a one-sided life. And so, you know, we might be having a conflict with our partner and say, well, this shouldn't exist. Or maybe our son's at school and he's we got a call from the principal saying, hey, we've found drugs or something in his locker. Was, oh, well, this shouldn't exist. And it's, you're automatically going to get stuck uh, in your ego and and resisting what's happening. Whereas it's all, it's, it's like, should we, does an argument with your partner <laughs> exist in the realms of, of this world? It's like, well, yeah, it seems to happen. But when we're in it, we're like, nah, shouldn't be happening, shouldn't be happening.
1: Yeah, you know, something that we teach clients is to ask themselves: Is it outside the realms of possibility or probability that this will be occurring? Yeah, and when the answer is no, it's not outside. It. It, it, this this is going to happen. Then that helps them into that acceptance of it. We um, a client yesterday was was saying that they started to feel themselves raging because they were driving back down a. a, a a road and they couldn't overtake this car that was doing 15 k's under the speed limit. And I was like, what a beautiful opportunity! What, what, and that's revealing, you know. The human nature is I must get what I want, must be loved and liked, and must live in utopia where everything's perfect. And <clears throat> that's in accordance with what the ego wants. So when things happen that we don't get what we or people don't say nice things about us, or we're not, we don't get every green light, or you know, every car on the road isn't driving at the exact same speed as we're driving. Um, it's it's an opportunity, and it's gonna it's gonna trigger that nature. So I said, "What happened?" And she goes, "Yeah, I just felt this," uh, and I was like, "Yeah, uh, I was gonna get really, you know." And before I road rage, she went, "No, actually, I'll just call someone. I'll, I'll call, you know, speak to my family." I'm like, "Well, that's that's nice avoidance. That's but you, you you've avoided doing the work there. You've sort of skipped skipped class because." You started noticing this, and and all you've done is divert your awareness from the source of stimulus, the person driving slowly. You've, you, you've distracted the mind with something else. So great, yeah, you didn't go into road rage, but there's another step that you can take, which is to sit there with it and, and do the work around it. And, she's like, oh, yeah. and we, so we unpacked that, um, and I said, you know, we're going to lead with with wonder, not with intellect, and be curious. And, and when something like that occurs, you know, under, we're all just walking each other home. So she couldn't walk this, this, it turned out to be a little old lady driving the car. She couldn't walk her home. I said, what if this woman had had a car crash 10 years ago and lost her husband, and this was the first time she was out driving? What if this was an act of bravery and the most courageous Thing, this woman had done in years and and she's absolutely white knuckling and petrified but she's pushing through this discomfort and all the memories of her husband are coming flooding back and 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 she's absolutely you know nailing it and and there's a woman in the car behind her yelling at her like we don't know we are a source of suffering is attachment i prefer this to be different and ignorance we've got no idea what's going on. Within that car, and what's what's happening that person? They could be having a heart attack and trying to drive themselves to hospital, you know. And, and they're going to go 35 k an hour. And and when you sit back and create that space and, and open up all of that by letting go of your attachments, it, it puts you in a uniquely different position and, and creates a completely different experience for yourself. And I said, and and you can be celebrating that woman now. You, you can still not go, not know what's going on, but. If you're going to imagine anything, maybe imagine something wonderful and and imagine that and start celebrating her and create this illusion in your head. If you really want to 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 let the imagination go wild, and go go, girlfriend, you know, be supportive of this woman and and yeah. apply positive meaning to it instead of applying you know, negative meaning. If you if you want to do that,
0: yeah. If you're going to create an illusion anyway, why not make it a positive one? You yeah. know, as opposed to a negative. Mean,
1: the reality is what car is going slowly and you can sit there and you can just create, use that as an opportunity to uh, to notice notice what comes up within you and it's resistance and so you can you can you can spend the drive home you can have a, a 15 minute meditation now this is that would be a, an opportunity to meditate on on that and not close your eyes and <laughs> crash but it's a an active meditation where you're noticing the the attachment forming the desire the tightening the contraction the heat and everything and then you ah and i'm gonna let this go and i'm gonna let this go and allow it to exist so you can do the work or you know, let the mind run free but let it play nicely yeah let's see
0: a perfect example of stepping into being the active participant in your own human experience where you just say in you you have disturbance and disturbance is like a it sucks you in. So most people just become the disturbance and play out their reactions. But in that moment you can step back and just go, oh, this is me feeling rage, having these thoughts about the person in front. So now you're in a relationship with your experience. Yeah. You're not just tired, you're not now in a relationship to the other person causing rage or supposedly you're in a relationship with yourself and so the rest of the drive can be noticing like you said your own reactions noticing what rage feels like you know what it what it wants to do and say to that person then laughing at how bloody irrational that is and what the example you gave is so great like how many times i've had this before where you feel that anger and everything on the road And then you pull up next to the person ready to give him a glare. Then you see it's like a really old person. Or maybe you didn't see the L, but it's an L plate of learning. And that rage and anger goes away immediately when you see that, which tells you how valid the rage and anger was in the first place. You're like invalid. oh shit, poor thing, you know, or someone's taking their pregnant wife to the hospital or something, and you're like oh god, let me help you. I'll go, you know, form a line behind you, you know. It's, but uh, the, e- it's so the, funny. E- the
1: ego sees that, and the ego goes shri- shriveling. Yeah, it goes back whoops into its cave. Yeah, yeah, and it's really <laughs> embarrassing. It's like tail <laughs> oh, between god, its legs. Oh. Yeah. Oh god, I fucked that one up. Oh god, oh. and then and then. And then we create more suffering. Then we go into a sense of guilt, and we start beating ourselves up or feeling horrible because we've treated these people poorly, and and we compound it, and that's all unnecessary. It's so unnecessary.
0: And then, but then we might, in that, if we were being the active participant, we go, "Oh, the ego was completely and utterly wrong," right? But then, on the drive home, half an hour later, it'll do the exact same reaction if the same thing Mm -hmm. happens. Yeah, and we we should ideally then go, oh, there's the ego again. What's it getting angry at this time? Yeah, the relationship. But we don't. We get sucked in again.
1: Let's play a game. All right, close your eyes. And if you're listening at home, you can do this too. If you're driving, please don't do this. All right, so imagine you have access to all of the entities and parts available within you.
0: Okay.
1: And I just... I just want you to offer this and just just sit there and just notice what the response is. Just repeat this with your internal voice. Ego, by what name may I call you? Just release that and just see what comes back. And if a name is revealed to you, let me know the name.
0: Let's get like a bit of of snarling.
1: Okay, so let's just keep going. By ego, by what name... May I call you Brian? Brian, great. All right, open your eyes. It's so interesting how uh, many of my female clients have had male ego names and, and vice versa. Not oh. everyone, but it's uh, yeah. So, and some, some are even human names, they're, they're quite out there, and it doesn't matter. The name doesn't matter. So, Brian, so what we've done is, is we've created uh, mine's called Dude. So it's it's, it's it's like can't mm-hmm. do really, yeah. And so when when you notice the ego is being activated and it's it's having a tantrum and it's not getting what it wants and not living in utopia, you're in a position now to speak to it and go, Brian, is this really necessary, mate? Is this is this what we do? Is this aligned with how we want to operate? You know, we've got a, a way of being where we want to walk everyone home, compassionate you know, loving kindness, uh, that's, that's, that's the way we're rolling. You are not sort of on board with that at the moment. Yeah, you know, Whatever the conversation is. Yeah. Are you it, seeing it just, reality
0: yeah. here, Brian? Is that really what's happening?
1: Yeah. That's what I, I say. I, I don't use my- the
0: word Brian, but sometimes I'll just say to myself, like, is that really what's happening? Because normally the when, voice when, would be completely when, crazy. Yeah, go.
1: When you, when you So Brian could be your caddy at golf. So when you're a golf and you are hitting poor shots and – Oh fucking smash a club on the ground or whatever. It's it's that's Brian. You can go, Brian, can you can you just leave me to play, please? Brian, hand me the club back. It's 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 a great way of creating um objectivity. It creates a bit of separation and gives us room to to do the work.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. That's the same theme that we're talking about, creating a relationship, creating an awareness of this part not being this part completely and utterly
1: and you said before you know brian what's the reality is this reality or what's the? Re- and so getting into the reality of what is, is is on the doing the work list i had a, I had a morning the other day where before i would even, even gotten up i I'd felt like i'd done a workout so the <coughs> m had gotten up really early um i hadn't slept and so i sort of i heard her getting up so i, I was in that sort of Space between waking and sleeping, <clears throat> and then I'm like, Oh, what else is going on? And then I noticed it was really bright, I could see a lot of light you know, through my eyelids. And and so I sort of opened my eyes, and like, Oh, the, the blind on the window is about six inches open, it hasn't closed all the way. And that's on M side of the bed, the, the responsibility for that is over there. So I hear the dude go uh and didn't close the window and oh, didn't close the blind properly and i'm like oh here we go here there we is. go hey dude it's happening I'm like oof, oof, oof. <laughs> he's up in the early this morning and then next thing you hear these frogs in the tank we had a an empty water tank outside our window and it's just like they're on megaphones it's like acdc AC amps turn up to 11 it's just rawr, rawr. And I'm like, why is it so loud? And I'm looking, the window's been left open about six inches. And I'm like, okay. And the dude's there again. Oh, she's left a window open and she's left a blind open. And it's getting starting to get some momentum. It's starting to get rolling. up. It's building up a list. Yeah. And I'm like, calm your farm, dude. It's just reality is windows open, reality is blinds open. There's no problem here. And then, and then all of a sudden I heard this noise. I'm like, what's that noise? And it's M sitting out in the kitchen watching a, a seminar of a course that she's doing. And the, my ego's like, oh, come on now. This is just ridiculous. Well, how loud does she want it? Is she deaf? And I'm just I'm sitting there listening to this this creature that's starting to try and have the time. I'm like, dude, stop. And I really had to intervene because it was trying to trying to get out of it. And, and it was all based on... Um it wasn't getting what it wanted. it wanted to still be asleep. It wanted perfect sleeping conditions with no light and no noise uh, and it wasn't getting that because that's not reality at the time. so these parallel universes i I could have gotten up in a very distorted state and in a lot of suffering and then go on looking for the person who I deemed responsible for my suffering and projected that all of. All of that onto this, way yeah, fuck it, right there. You, is that loud enough? Because they, because
0: they were doing it on purpose because they don't care. Yeah, about they, you. they
1: did this to me. They did yeah. this to me, and that means they don't love me and they're not considerate. Don't care about
0: you. There's an imbalance. So, you, you do so much for yeah. them. Here's a list of all the things I've done for you in the last week.
1: Should I even be with this person? Yeah, this, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's all, at all, it's so horrible. It's so yeah. horrible. And, and and think of yeah. it how what what we're doing to ourselves, you know, that that's, that's what we're doing to ourselves. We're headbutting
0: the brick wall.
1: And we're that's are. exactly what we're and, doing. And, and so and and imagine the rest of the day how that would have unfolded. There, there's contraction. There's it's me versus you. It's conflict. It's it's a, it's having a tantrum. But thankfully I turned up, I was present, I did the work. And so by the time I got up, went out there, kissed her on the head. Hey Han, how are you? What are you watching? And I was I was you can't give away that which you don't possess. So because I'd cultivated uh, happiness and peace within myself, that's what I can then go out and offer to the world. And so I offered happiness to Emma. And I'm stoked you're watching this. Son. It's, it's early uh, and it's, it's it's loud. Maybe we could use some headphones next time or something. But, um, you know, I was really – I loved that she was bettering herself and, and doing that stuff and made her a cupper. And, you know, the, the day went on. So – but if I miss that chance, then I'm gonna be in that state most of the day, and everything is gonna easily affect me and keep triggering me. So by the time I I, I go to bed that night, I'm just gonna be,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, chemical. plus plus you're you'll be affecting the chemicals of her or whoever else you're around because totally. we, we'll start conflict, which will then start the other person, yeah. and then all of a sudden, yeah, we go to bed just so tight.
1: I had a client in the UK at seven that morning, so this was all happening at like five o'clock, five a.m. Yeah. And um, and I so said, by the time I got up, I felt like I'd I'd, I'd had a workout. I was whew, going, uh, cool down a bit. And um, and so I had this client, and so I just I, I, I modelled in that session what I did that morning, just used it to to help someone else and at the end of the session, I said, so, you know, and he's, he's hilarious. He goes, I thought you as this practitioner and founder of my, I thought I thought none of that would happen for you. I just, I didn't think, what, oh, you think I'd live in utopia? And he's like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. i just uh, I like butterflies and everything around me in the morning. And I just wake up in this euphoric state. And he's like, yeah, like, that's not how it works, buddy. Yeah. And so I said, you know, because what when i when I tell stories like that, I know what happens is that people start inserting themselves and, and start applying it to their lives. And oh, yeah, I've done that, and they'll make these associations. And, and he he did that, and I said, so, you know. Have you got anything similar? He's like, it's exactly the same as my morning. My baby was crying during the night and kept us awake. My toddler peed the bed. My missus woke up real grumpy and, and just kept having a go at me. And then I got out to the kitchen and suddenly i left the fridge door open all night. And I just lost it. And slammed the fridge and blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So there's... Four sources of stimulus there, and you didn't turn up for them, and so by the time you got to the fridge, you were in no position to self-manage or self-regulate. And he's like, "Yeah, fuck." I said, "So, what was the reality in the kitchen?" And he's like, "Well, someone left the fridge door open." I'm like, "No." What was the reality? He's like, "Yeah, someone left it." No, the fridge was the door reality? was open. <laughs> and, and man, it, his ego took a couple of minutes to get there, and and finally he surrendered. He's like. The fridge door was open yeah. I'm like, right. <laughs> And I'm like what can you do The constructive thing What can you do And he's like and it, was, it was so interesting to watch It was this this battles, this inner conflict And his ego's going Don't you fucking say it Don't you fucking say it And he's like I said what can you do He's like close the fridge And then I just sat there and watched him, and I just saw it come up, and he's like, ah, it's so fucking simple, isn't it? Ah." (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, it is. It's almost too simple for people. The reality of it is it's almost too simple because we're so conditioned to conflict and drama and heightened this, and that means that. And if you offer to someone that all it is is the window is open, the blind is open, the fridge door is open, what can you do? Close it. Close it. It's, the dishes are left out. Do the dishes or leave the dishes. That that that's your options at that time. So yeah, it was it was just a fun fun morning for me. And then I took it into the session and and, and had a great experience of it with a client. And just the, the, the Hippocrates said, before you can heal a person, ask them if you ask them if they're willing to give up that which is making them ill to begin with. So. With my client, illness is suffering and, and what he had to surrender or let go was his his attachments and his ego was right in the pocket, man. It was
0: – Didn't want to let go. No. Oh,
1: yeah. And it takes more strength to let go than it takes to hold on. And it's yeah,
0: very- well, I think it's a great example of how we're just the ultimate overcomplicators of things. That's why it's all of this stuff you're talking about is simplifying because we have this – bloody prefrontal cortex and all that which is great because we can plan for the future and work in groups and learn from the past but at the same time it overcomplicates everything everything
1: reality is rain is falling from the sky oh okay
0: That's as okay. far as it needs I'm, to go i'm not okay with that and these are the reasons That's- why <laughs>
1: That's far, and this is what that means, and this is how terrible yeah. and doomy and gloomy yeah. it all is. Oh, I can't but do this,
0: and it always rains here. Why was the bloody weatherman wrong? He should have been right. God, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know how we've made it this far, man. I don't know how we've made it as a, as a race. As a We're just neurotic and monkeys.
0: And, I don't know how we've done it. I- we made bombs uh- and weapons. That helped.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make love not war man yeah. uh we've made it this far because there's there's a there's a counter to it all all the bombs and weapons there's a counter to it there's a, an opposite end of the spectrum to that and so it's all as it's meant to be it's all in balance. it's all perfect
0: yeah bloody beautiful what a great place to finish attachments this episode is all about Notice, notice your attachments. Yeah. And and even if you just want to notice for a couple of days and don't do anything about it, but just notice. Awareness is so powerful. Watch yourself get angry, watch yourself get upset, watch yourself get frustrated. And then That's, once you're the watching, eye the eye? yeah, once you're watching, then you've got an opportunity to go, you know what? I'm kind of sick of getting angry at the weather. <laughs> I'm kind of sick of it dictating my emotional state when <laughs> I can't control it in any way.
1: Name your ego and then and then. You're in a position where you can see it as a different entity; it's separate to you. And then you can—we don't want to get rid of the ego. It's important to have an ego, but we, when when you are separate from it, you can then start working with it to create a healthier ego, which creates a healthier relationship with the ego. So, yeah, it's
0: just it's just something in existence that we can pay attention to, and it's okay to pay attention to it. But human beings pay attention to it way too much way yeah, too much or, i was doing some breath work before too much
1: analysis to it
0: yeah i was doing some breath work before and um it's really nice when you're doing like the, the breath hold and I will just pay attention to the the sounds happening and so i can hear <laughs> what are you
1: laughing at breath work we're breathing every moment of. yeah yeah but you know what <laughs> i mean there's a,
0: a particular technique you know it's
1: funny that we've called a breath it
0: is work. funny it is funny i know <laughs> Um,
1: today.
0: and it's like uh, I just paying attention to the sounds. So I heard some birds. I heard the wind rustling things a little bit. And you just your awareness is paying attention and focusing on on that which in the moment. And then the mind creeps back in, you know. And it's like, oh, yeah, what, what are we? So what are we doing? I'm talking about the podcast with Nick. Then I'm going out to do that. And then and so. The trap is, and I know because I spent most of my life there, is that 99% of the time, all that we're gluing our awareness to is just the ego and the thoughts in the mind when there's so many more other dimensions of experience out there to be explored that it's kind of sad that we, most people, spend most of their time just focusing on this thing. Yeah, there's so much
1: that we miss. We miss the little smile on that person. I love sitting there watching him. I just, oh, I was. Just- She's doing going about her thing and you know, i just sit there and just observe her and it's like, wow, and that line on her face there and the way she moves that. And I'm just like, my heart's just exploding. Yeah. It's just uh, yeah. it's just like just, just what a creature. What a creature. Yeah. And, and that's not only when she's doing things that I prefer her to or I like her doing. Mean, that's when she's being neurotic, or she's tired, or she's whatever. I need to equally sit there and just have the same experience with whatever she's doing.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful, Nick.
1: We um, we've got a golf trip planned uh, before Christmas, so there's going to be an opportunity there for. Brian to, you know, it's going to form an attachment. I want this piss missile 300 metres down the middle of the fairway. When it goes 300 metres over the next fairway. Let's not make an assumption that that's going to happen. (laughs) There's a chance that you can go. The reality is ball is over there instead of there.
0: Yeah. All right, Brian. (laughs) Brian and dude, we're going to work with them. So there's a golf trip. Brian, Nico, Brian and dude.
1: We're a, we're (laughs) a four ball.
0: We'll have to book two two-bedroom apartments.
1: We will. We will. It's going to be great. Yeah.
0: Actually, my ego probably wants some sort of mansion or penthouse or something. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's got expensive taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's funny, man. All right. Well, good chat.
0: All right. See you, everyone. See you next time we next Post. see you next week when we have a guest. We have a guest next week.
1: Oh, yeah, we do have a guest. Yeah, we haven't
0: had a guest in a while, so I'm looking forward to no. that. Who have we got? Let's give a little, little teaser. Uh,
1: we have Tony coming on board. Tony reached out to us after the uh, Mental Health Charities What Are They Good For podcast episode. And... Um, yeah, Tony's down in Geelong and uh, works within that field and and has a really interesting um, take and perspective on things from from inside the circle. So yeah, it'd be great to have him on and to, just to, to talk about the the system and and what it does and how it how it goes about things.
0: I can't wait. All right, everyone, see you next week with Big Tone. Thank you for tuning in to the Woke Blokes podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, leave us a five-star rating. We thank you so much and we'll see you all next time.